Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there and welcome to Paper Talk the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. Well, we're back from our warm weather training camp, refreshed and ready for road ahead of a very busy summer. Championship 2017 dominates today's show and we'll hear from Anthony Daly, John Fogarty and Munster Council Chairman Jerry O'Sullivan and we'll also hear from Tipperary Manager Michael Ryan over the course of the next half an hour or so. But first, let's hear the thoughts of Anthony Daly, the Clare legend who captained the Banner County to Munster titles in 1995 and 1997. We began by talking about his memories of the Munster Championship as a child. Oh, first Munster Championship game, Colin, I'd say, was the 78 final, um, which really makes me feel old. Um, they, they got to the final in 73, Clare is obviously the back-to-back league team, you know, Father Harry's team as their known as, you know, it's Lockman and Johnny Callan and all, Sean Stack and all these guys and uh, my heroes, I suppose, growing up. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I remember being brought to the 78 final and, and uh, absolutely thoroughly heaving, like, and don't remember seeing very much of it because it was being kind of hoosted up on top of shoulders and being told, put the child down, I could hear roaring at one stage. <laughs> I remember my brother and my brother-in-law at various times lifting me up to kind of their face height and, be able to see you know, over the wire in Turles, uh, the old Turles, obviously, with the grass banks still there. And uh, yeah, I was fan- like, and I'll never forget the crowd and the noise. That was my first experience of real, um, a massive, massive crowd and an intensity of a crowd, you know. But obviously, it came up against that great cock team and the three in a row team. So, no joy, no joy for us there in that front. The 80s weren't exactly a time of celebration either for you. No, after that then, uh, well, I would have gone to the games now, obviously, because the lads were always great to go and had a great neighbour, a fellow called Paul Cullen, who was a fanatic, and his son, Alan, and myself were around the same age. So, Paul, I had a car. We'd no car at home, you know, so it was dependent on the brothers. We'd no family car, but the boys had cars and, and the brother-in-laws. But um, Paul used to bring us all the games. And uh, I remember going to those couple of lean years there in 79 and 80. In 81, they beat Cork, and everyone thought this was going to be the great breakthrough, but... Uh, Joe McKenna came along and, and, and banged three goals against us in the Munster final. That day stands out a bit for me because my neighbour, uh, Victor Lachlan, scored a great goal in the minor Munster final. He'd be the Sparrow's older brother, Victor. He was a great player that I had the great privilege of playing with three years afterwards at the club and, and, uh, and with Claire in my early days. But uh, uh, he got a goal that day. So the lad down the, you know, down the terrace about seven doors got a, got a goal that day. And, the Miners won that day and they got to Crow Park and I remember my brother Michael bringing me to the Ireland semi-final of 81 and that was a bit of a highlight to get to Crowther but unfortunately a very good Galway team beat them but yeah lean on you know lean enough then onto Lady Six and Killarney and a bit unlucky Cork again uh, terrorising us but uh, yeah I suppose there were there was a lot of lean years and, and near misses and you know I suppose I might have said it uh, when I finally got my hand in the cup 
that the funerals are over. <laughs> uh, coming from Turles and, and Killarney and places like that, you get crowns and that, and, and uh, finally we had the, the old Munster Cup going home. In terms, though, Anthony, trying to explain to a younger generation now the fact back then it was only the one game, it was only the, the 70 minutes, and that's it. Your entire summer hinged on that one day. Where did you find the, 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 the back door when it came in? Were, were you in favour of it? I was, I think, because, you know, I was, I was playing a good while at that stage and I, I did see the old heartache of training like a dog in, in October, November, December, right through, you know, and one bad hour and you were out, like, and, you know, I thought, you, you know, we deserve more uh, than that. Now, it obviously, in my time, it only really was if you beat in the provincial final, you know, that you, you got a second chance and it happened to us in 99 and, and we did beat Galway in the replay in 99, but, um, yeah, it did. It, but it, in some ways, it took away the whole drama of. No, we still had it, of course, because the first round was still knockout and you're gone. Your year was over. So, in my time, I suppose, it was still there. It only came in, I think, near the very end of my time. So, um, but that was something. There was something magic about the do or die aspect as well. I have to say, you know, uh, it was just all duck or no dinner, and invariably for haircuts, was a lot of uh, out gone in there, you know. So. Fair enough. Let's go back so to this weekend. Are we all reading too much into Tipperary's defeat in the league final? Ah, no, um, I think we're not. We, 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 what happened happened, and we saw what happened in front of our eyes. So, um, no, look, at, no one wants to go out and play like they did in the league final. So, you know, I mean, maybe Michael didn't put as much emphasis on it as he would in the, the championship. But no one goes out to be annihilated like that. And, there was just a few things there that would worry me um, from a fella that would be tip and tip all year if they do back-to-back for the first time in 65. So um, I still think they can do it. I'm not so sure they'll do it the conventional way through Munster and straight through. If they do, it'll be some achievement. But um, there would be a few things that would worry me in, in their defence and one or two of the marquee names not firing and then one or two possibly missing with injury and, and Jason Ford not available. So, yeah, but... But probably it would do them no harm either in terms of grounding, absolutely grounding everybody. I mean, it didn't do Kikini any harm in, in, in 2011 when I happened to be lucky enough to be in charge of Dublin and we gave them a fair old beat. I think we beat them 10 points in the league finals, you know, which was massive down on top of them losing their All-Ireland tip in 2010. But they fairly rallied and, and won, won the All-Ireland, didn't they? And so it is, it is quite possible our tip team, the Kilkenny team of that era, they're not, but they have a lot to prove and they have a great chance to prove it. So, yeah, I think, you know, both counties will be relishing going into this one in Cork as well. You know, the Kieran has clearly kind of made a change of emphasis and I think it has helped the form of some of the older fellas as well with the, the kind of threat that their place is no longer safe. And I think some of them have looked like they have a, had a resurgence, the likes of... Leehan and Horgan and, and, and Harnley especially so or maybe a couple of the backs so I think Cork are really looking forward to this and I expect them to give it an immersive rattle ultimately I think if, tip, if the tip big guns like, like Bubbles and Callanan the Mars Jim Barry and them can get back to their best form I think they'll have too much but you know I think that's, that's we want you can predict all you want but we won't know really until we're into the into the battle in, in, in Turles 
you would have seen yourself though from your time in Clare and and again with Dublin that bringing in new talent. It's I suppose it's a difficult balancing act, Anthony. It is, and uh, ideally you'd like to ease them in, kind of maybe one or two at a time. Um, if you had a good enough team, and I suppose I just suppose last year was a bit of a you know a cork the way the season went. You know they're very lucky to stay up in the league. Let's face it, and you know uh, went out very tamely in Munster. Okay, you know, got over Dublin just about. Probably if Chris Crumley wasn't sent off that night, Dublin would have won there and, you know, went out tamely enough to Wexford. So there had to be a change. So Kieran was brave enough to go with the change. Now that can be difficult enough with so many of them. But how many will start either, I suppose? You know, we, we don't we won't know the teams yet, but maybe three will start of the, the kind of minors of two years ago or three years ago. So, look, at, I don't think it's any harm. If you're going to be. I think supporters are kind of always encouraging you to, if you're going to go down, go at least, that lads are learning, you know, that you're not going with fellas who have kind of failed repeatedly. So I think he will get the credit for that. And I, I think the, the genuine, knowledgeable Cork supporter will know that and he'll know the way things are going. And I think they're very excited about the the minors and the under-21s this year, you know, even though it hasn't been a minor title in a while, but they know the squad of under 21 this year that they'll have a big say in that and, and very hopeful for both those competitions. And our thanks to Anthony Daly for that. Now, it's a busy weekend of championship action with games in Connacht, Ulster, Leinster and Munster this weekend. And for all the flaws and question marks over the format, etc., the Munster Championship still holds a lot of appeal and a lot of magic for lots of people. Here's John Fogarty. It does, Cullum, um, and, you know, whatever, this might be the last Munster Championship as we know it, so perhaps we should be indulging in it a little bit more. Um, at the same time, I can't help but feel that a lot of people are talking Cork up for for no reason from, from a Cork perspective, but more from a, a Tipperary side of things, um, that Division 1 final defeat, um, how horrific it was for, for Tipperary, um, and uh, it's because of that that people are not not fancying Tipperary as much. You know, the, the argument for a Cork win, the argument is there for a, Cork, a Tipperary defeat more so than a Cork win. And that's a little bit boring from a Cork perspective, I think, anyway. Does home advantage count much in a game like this? Well, if you were to listen to the likes of Tomas or Cahy, Cullum, Cork should be playing all their home games in Turles. It's not a place that they fear whatsoever. It's a it's a place that they love. And okay, the weather wasn't great last year, so numbers were down. And obviously, there was a lot of pessimism. Certainly compared to this year, there was a lot of pessimism around Cork Carling. But the the young guys, the likes of uh, Shane Kingston and Luke Mead and Mark Coleman, who are coming up. Uh, up and through now you would imagine that if the weather is anyway decent you know the Cork numbers will be up because there is a bit of faith in these guys and uh, we've seen with Jimmy Barry Murphy in the past how Cork seemed to be able to do magical things with young players and um, certainly Kieran Kingston has put a lot of faith in the, in the young guys and how they respond to the to the day here would be very interesting because you would mm. imagine that Tipperary have um, have a lot to prove after um, being stung as they were in the gated grounds by Galway there a few weeks ago Now you said they're being stung by Galway was was there more to it than, than just that than having the eye off the ball? I don't think so. I, 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 I listened. It was a, it was a very. The, the scoreline doesn't lie in that regard. But I think from a, it, it was a snooze day 
for for Tipperary or from their players I don't think that they were up to the task at all I don't think that they looked uh, heavy legged there was rumours um, about heavy training th- that week I believe some of them rumours were, were through um, I don't think the management had a good day on the sideline the likes of Michael Cahill certainly should have been taken off a lot earlier than he did because he was being rounded with ease by the likes of uh, Jason Flynn there and um I, I just thought, I think it was an off day. Um, not, I don't think Tipperary took a a, a, um, a drop or a, took a, took an E on it or anything like that. Um, I just think that they didn't um, go into it or didn't put as much into it as they as they would have liked. Now, obviously, people will say, you know, Kilkenny wouldn't do that, but Tipperary aren't Kilkenny, and Tipperary, you know, the the culture what Michael Ryan is trying to create there of being grounded and what have you that will take a lot of time to to bet in. You know, the 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 culture that Kilkenny have is is in, it's 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 there going back to the to the early two thousands. But Tipperary, as we know, have a habit of getting ahead of themselves. So, you know, when I'm hearing uh, you know, from former players th- this week, and you know, just in conversation off the record, that you know it could be a blessing in disguise. You know, you know that uh, uh, Michael Ryan, you know, might have in the long run might have done a favour by, by by training the guys as hard as they did, as much as the likes of Tommy Dunn maintained that they didn't. But as far as I'm aware, that there was a heavy amount of training for Tipperary in that that weekend to to rise themselves as they did. Um, for for Wexford the previous week, um, and, and to do it again when Galway certainly didn't have anything like the intensity that Tipperary had coming up into that final, um, you know it would have been difficult. I I I think a lot of has been made out of that league final, and I expect Tipperary to to to, to you know to answer back in some shape or form on Sunday. The entire saga over the last week or two regarding Jason Ford and his suspension from uh, the Wexford game is that going to unsettle uh, the Tipperary camp in any way? I don't think so. I think I think there will be you know it might be a rallying call for them in a way. Um, certainly, you know, I, I, a lot of people would feel it's an injustice that has has fallen on on, on Ford. And you know, you look at the likes of uh, Pat Horgan in the past. Uh, you know, who probably had similar injustices and um, before uh, you know occurred occurred to them, and they got off them on on technicalities and things like that. But certainly, Jason Ford is you know there, there, there's a from what I heard in Tipperary anyway they feel they would have felt confident about going to the DRA and and having the the one match ban quashed but it's so soon now you know if it was an All-Ireland semi-final you would I would imagine Tipperary would certainly go to the the DRA but it's the first day out as much as you know Cork are going to be extremely up for this you would you would sense that um, you would sense that if it was a bigger game for Tipperary uh, as in a knockout game um, and it wasn't the you know the, the safety net of a qualifier that they would make more of a deal of it. Ford, you know, a lot of people had been expecting him to, to you know, he was a, uh, he's been a, a very promising player for a, a several years now at an underage level, but he hasn't, unlike John McGrath and a couple of others, he hasn't made um, the impact he probably should have by now at senior level. He, I think he will, but this was this was the, supposed to be the season, providing that Tipperary get over Cork on Sunday and, you know, face Waterford the next day, I would imagine Ford will be, you know, extremely determined to show his worth No, that's the only hurling game of note in the senior championship this weekend uh, football then in the other provinces we'll start with uh, Connacht uh, Mayo first day out in the championship for them against uh, Sligo who of course 
beat uh, New York uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Aidan O'Shea getting some amount of uh, press at the moment. Um, Bernard Flynn, the latest to have a, a pop at his uh, attitude, etc. Uh, make or break time for, for this Mayo team? Um, Colm Cooper said it there the other week, Colm, that, uh, that it is... You know, it, it is this time for 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 Mayo and uh, and for players. It is. I, I'm not sure if it is for for Mayo as a as a team. There's there's still a lot of uh, young guys coming up for them. And um, you know, I, I I in this weekend's paper, I've mentioned a couple of them uh, as much as they're not named in the team. Aidan O'Shea isn't named in the team either. But there's nothing to say that he won't start the game. You know, we've seen it happen before that you know the, these late entrants could 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 make the team. And Stephen Ratchford could be attempting to to. To pull a little bit of uh, wall over uh, Niall Carew's eyes ahead of the game. Um, certainly, when Carew's coming out and saying that uh, all the pressure is on on Mayo, and obviously there's a, there's mind games there, but Mayo are no strangers to mind games, and Aidan O'Shea is no stranger to the amount of attention that has been uh, uh, come his way. You know, I think he was quoted in a piece there earlier in the week. Um, I think he would have done the interview a few weeks ago, but he was saying that with social media and things like that, that you have to take the rough with the smooth, and you know he's a bigger. Bu- big boy now he's he, he'll be able to to deal with the stuff that the likes of Bernard Flynn are saying about him like um what Bernard Flynn said about him and this these ideas of selfies or whatever it just it it, it it falls into this kind of narrative against him at the moment this idea that he enjoys the trappings of the game more so than the game itself but um as anyone who saw the last two games for Mayo in the league um he was probably the difference between Mayo um staying up and being relegated in uh, from Division One, and I, I fully expect he's going to be a huge part for Mayo again this season. Um, I don't think uh, at this stage, I don't think th- those type of things are going to affect him in any shape or form. But would you go along with the argument, John, in relation to his performance on the big days that he can go missing, and when he's compared to the likes of a Michael Murphy and Donegal, he's very much the number two. He's had very good days against Donegal and Michael Murphy. Like one of his greatest days was that quarter final against Donegal a few years ago, and obviously he 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 was very impressive against Michael Murphy in that that league game. Like there is an argument to say that you know come all Ireland final day he has to show his worth, and I I still go back to how he set up the, the, his movement uh, for the league Keegan's goal was just uh, out of this world. As much as he, he didn't he didn't score that day, he hasn't scored a, a lot on all Ireland final days, and that's something that he has to work on there's listen there's a, there's a hell of a lot more in the in, in the guy and I think James Horn said it earlier in the week that he's getting there now and I uh, we, we, we should be uh, should be seeing more of him by now and it it it, it, I, 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 it is coming I, I do believe it is coming like you know with these these comparisons that are being made with Michael Murphy and whatever Michael Murphy has won an All-Ireland title and, and Aidan O'Shea hasn't that's the difference and that will remain the difference obviously until Mayo win one as I said Sligo have the benefit of the game two weeks ago is it enough to cause a shock this weekend um possibly so um like sligo um they have given difficulties in the past we remember during james horn's time when kevin walsh was in charge of sligo just how you know difficult they made it on that occasion and it, that really was a, an ugly game and i think for sligo to win they have to make, make this game as ugly as possible then but then again it may have shown that they can get down and dirty too but you look at the the team that Mayo have named and then you look at what they could be bringing off the bench if that is the team that starts on Saturday and it's just the strength and depth for Mayo should be should be what uh, what gets them through but then again you know is it a worry that Andy Morn is, is named to start a game you know not that I'm not being ageist or anything like that but 
it, it, you know, perhaps it is an indictment of Mayo at the moment that there's no one there to challenge Andy Moran at what 32, 33 years of age. Like Andy Moran is playing, is playing some fine football, but I think a lot of Mayo supporters would love to see somebody coming up uh, the ranks. You know, obviously Alan Freeman um, stepped away from it earlier this year, and Evan Regan is a, a guy who people fancy uh, t- to make a name for himself as well. And but there, there, there isn't that much, and that is the area where Mayo have to improve and. and where there are more scores have to come from because you, you know you have to look back at their how they've exited the championship over the last few years, Colin, and it comes down to the forwards and 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 the forwards not scoring enough from play. Two games in Ulster uh, this weekend, John. Not the blockbuster deal that we've had in previous years at the start of the provincial championship up there. Uh, I presume you'll go for Monaghan to uh, beat for Man and Clonus on Saturday evening. Yeah, my for, for man, I miss some players, um, and the fact that um, the fact that um, um, Jack McCarran had such an outstanding spring, you know, it, it certainly bodes well for Mon. And obviously, they've lost the likes of Dick Clark, and, and you know, but he's still an experienced side. If Vinny Corey's still there, and McManus is still there, and I, I'd be very interested on Saturday, Colin, to see how McManus goes because, you know. Uh, all the tributes and all the plots have begun to McCarran over the over the spring and that's as I said to you that bodes very well but McManus you know was put in the shade a little bit and perhaps he he doesn't mind that someone else has taken the the, the headlines but you know any decent full forward which McManus certainly is you know he, he might be a little bit peeved by how much attention has been given to another guy and I expect McManus to, to, to really come to the fore um, this weekend and throughout this Ulster Championship and beyond because he is just out of this world and in the top three top four forwards in the country at this moment in time certainly I think the one of the best free getters one of the most fouled forwards and you know often he is fouled he, he's very clever though in putting themselves in positions to be fouled too I am um, I, I would imagine he's going to be uh, a, 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 you know want to re what could you say reintroduce himself to guys uh, or to the public this weekend with the first game on Saturday on Sunday Antrim travelling to Park McCool to face Donegal and a, a difficult task for Antrim John at the best of times but more difficult by all the off-field shenanigans over the last week yeah, yeah. At the same time, you would imagine there's a huge siege mentality among the players there because they certainly don't feel the county board have their backs. They do feel that the management have had their backs, and you can see that the management got a slap in the wrist for their involvement in the whole Fitzpatrick issue there, um, uh, disciplinary case. Obviously, Joe Brawley came to save the day there, and um, it'd be interesting to find out the the, the minute of that um, decision and, and and why it was um, overturned because it's not it's 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 quite rare that you see the Central Appeals Committee overturning a um, uh, an imposed sanction by the Central Hearings Committee. Um, yep, it'd be very interesting, but I don't think that'll affect them at all. At the same time, Donegal just, you know, I think they've surprised so many people over the spring with just how well they did. No one expected their young players to go to be so impressive. Kieran Thompson was one of the, the, the performers, uh, uh, top performers or performers in the league for me Michael Murphy seems to be seems to have found um, more form than he had last year as well so things are boding well especially with the McHugh's there as well like Ryan McHugh's just out of this world the Donegal uh, are also uh, are certainly also candidates and you know don't be surprised if they do make the, the last four come the end of or sorry come, come August time uh, Finally John three games in Leinster it's the first round there I'd say you'd do well to find 
people out, if you went out onto the street and asked them to name the three matches that are on in Leinster on Sunday, that says so much about the Provincial Championship, I suppose, and, and Dublin's uh, dominance. Uh, very quickly, let's go through them. Uh, Leash Longford. Uh, Leash have slipped so far in the last number of years. W- one of the great mysteries, as far as I'm concerned, in uh, in Leinster football. Yeah, they have. Um and you know there was a lot of criticism of Justin McNulty when he was in charge there. Um, I would have felt that they weren't they were playing within themselves when they were when when Justin was in charge there. But you know they haven't really done much since to to suggest that they're any better than that. And it, it is very worrying. You know Peter Creedon is a proven manager, but the, the relegation there uh, um, in the league, you know, doesn't. Does, you know, it, it it was stunning in in many ways, and if a defeat comes uh, this weekend, you would imagine that a few Leash boys could be heading to the states, and there, you know, that's really the end of the year for them. But um, and and, and Langford will fancy themselves like uh, Langford put it up to Cork last year in the qualifiers, and you know, obviously they they beat Monaghan, Monaghan were struggling because of the uh, losing to Donegal in the replay the week before. Obviously, they they looked heavy legged, and you know, they certainly like uh, mentally weren't up for that game but Longford are a, are a decent enough team um, Michael Quinn is an exceptional player um, you know that's still too much rest on Donny Kingston's shoulders for, for my liking um, from a leash perspective but um, it, 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 it's, it's between two teams that will both of them will fancy themselves as much as leash have been very poor in the spring OK uh, Louth I must say caught the eye during the league will we, will we go with a, a wee county win there? Yeah yeah I, I think so um Johnny McGee has had some very difficult times there with Wicklow, and you know he 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 hasn't he hasn't hidden away from it. He he knows full well that things aren't going well for them as much as you know they have a new sponsor there and things like that. But the, the, the results just haven't been good enough for them. And 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 Lowe's, you, you have to admire what Colin Kelly has done with them. He uh, he's really brought them on over the last while. They seem to be playing a lovely brand of football going back to the Auburn Cup when they surprised Meath. Um, you know the Armagh would have been fancied to. Go up uh, Tipperary as well from from uh, from Division Three, but it's Loud who, who, who uh, surprised a lot of people and had had it in the bag before um, before before the last round. And you know that that's sort of like uh, clearly they were doing a lot of work before Christmas, and it remains to be seen just how they will build themselves up again when what is the second uh, pre-season between the league and the championship but um, and, and the likes of Andy McDonald are missing as well but it should be a convincing win for Loud all the same Alright and our final uh, game that we look at Netwalk, Netwatch uh, Cullen Park it's Carlo Wexford if we spoke maybe in early March we'd have been talking Wexford up and uh, the fantastic run of form that they had under Seamus McEnany tailed off a bit though at the end of the divisional campaign I know that promotion was secured, but was the focus turning directly to championship at that stage, do you think? Maybe it was, because they had wrapped up so quickly, um, they certainly uh, took their eye off the, the ball and, you know, their, their their performances, never mind the results towards the end and, you know, the, that that uh, that Division 4 final left uh, performance display left a lot, of be, a lot to be desired. And But Banty had done the job with them um, as much as you were looking at uh, Wexford's margins of victories and they weren't huge in any way, but um, he's setting up a system 
Um, the thing about it is they're going to have to be quite attacking and quite show a bit of freedom in in their in their play if they are to beat Carlo because Carlo will fancy themselves they've been a local rivalry or what have you having home advantage too. Um, there's a couple of players there for Carlo that could win this game for them there, but um, you would look at you would look at the the Wexford team and think there is more balance balance across the field and that should be the difference for them. And our thanks to John for that. Now, a couple of weeks ago, the Munster Council held a massive championship launch at the beautiful surroundings of the Muckress House down in Killarney. There, we caught up with Tipperary manager Michael Ryan. We began by asking him about the hype which surrounds his Tipperary team. To an extent, uh, you know, and I was talking to, to, to some friends, and said, you know, it's, it's almost as if the bubble burst for the honeymoon ended. Yeah, yeah. Um, we almost could do no wrong. Um, which is never the case, you know, like that. We're, we, we live in near mortal land. Uh, we make plenty of mistakes. We're always trying to improve, but we're not the finished article, and we never profess to be the finished article. So this goes on every year, lads, and you, you know, you see it, you know what it's like. Uh, and we were delighted, you know, let's not under, under, uh, under, under sell. You know, 2016 for us was an absolutely fantastic year. And the minute you win that, or the minute you have that, that title, people look on you as, you know, as though, you know, you are the new force in Hurling, and, you know, we, that maybe we would, we would have become Kilkenny-esque, and, you know, gone on to that, you know, to a level of dominance. And, and you know what, we, you know, we haven't given up the dream of trying to be successful at all. Um, but I think people write, they write up winners too soon. Like, to be fair, there is only one Kilkenny. Nobody else has managed to achieve what these guys have, have achieved. Nobody else has managed to, to well, number one, we've all failed to win the bloody thing with any, with any degree of regularity. So reading truly, all compares, comparisons are about Kilkenny. Um, you know, and look, to be fair, none of us, and I, I say that about every single one of us that are in the chasing pack in terms of the success Kilkenny has had, nobody has cracked us. Not one. Not one. So, you know, we don't profess to be any different to that. Um, you know, other than this is 2017, it's a new year, we all have our toe on the line, uh, and, you know, we got, a, we got a very stern lesson about what, um, what flatness can do to you and, how, and how, how it might look, and we certainly don't want to see it again. Anybody can beat anybody in Munster, anyone who's been to these Munster launches for the last number of years that I've ever attended, I've said exactly that. We love it. The Munster Championship is a fantastic competition, you know, it, look, it's... it's it's timeless, it, you know, it, it, it conjures all sorts of images of fantastic men, you know, absolute legends and stars and all these Cucullin-like figures uh, doing battles all over Munster. You know, so that's, that's what the Munster Championship is. Uh, and, and in terms of, you know, I honestly, genuinely believe, and I would say to you, any result that happens in Munster will not shock me. Uh, so our last meeting with Cork down in Parky Ring, uh, was a fabulous game and uh, you know a real tight game and it was a real climax to the finish of that game um, and we were trying to press and press and press and we couldn't and it was Cork that Cork that got the couple of scores to to, um, to to win so we were under no illusions this is a very fine Cork side and you know this carefully added more players they were a stronger panel I, I believe than last year uh, and I think they've had a good they'll be happy with their league campaign in terms of what they wanted to achieve I suspect um, so for us, uh, this is a this is a, an absolutely um, huge test. It couldn't be any bigger, to be honest with you, on the 21st of May than Cork coming to town. And this is a you know this is a Cork team that have have um, you know they've they've got 
gotten a fair bit of flack during 2016 as far as I was concerned. And, um, you know, what better, what better motivation? Uh, if you keep kicking somebody, you'll get a reaction. Um, so I, I, believe, I believe Cork, we are actually in very good shape coming up the third. And those were the thoughts of Tipperary All-Ireland winning manager Michael Ryan. Now, another man who's looking forward to this weekend is Jerry O'Sullivan, the chairman of the Munster Council and indeed father to Dermid, who is a selector with the Cork senior side facing Tipperary on Sunday. We also met up at the Munster Championship launch and I began by asking him about the proposed changes to the championship structure for 2018. Well, I, I think if, you know, the football one has been agreed and the holding one is in the process of, of um, is not being finalised or the, you know, the format hasn't been finalised. But I think um, something needs to freshen up the holding as well. And I think the vast majority of holding people would very much welcome something along similar lines of, of the football, um, new football competition. And I think uh, holding needs that as well, to be fair about it. This talk of home and away arrangements in the provincial championships in Munster and Leinster, Paper talk at the moment, or is there more substance to it? Uh, well, as I say, nothing has been agreed or nothing has been finalised, but I mean, that would be one of the um, attractions of, of a new system, the same as the football. I mean, you can imagine you know, having home games in any venue you care to pick in any county here in Munster. So, my goodness, the, the effect on the local area, mm. not only on the teams themselves, and anybody interested in the game. It was a huge knock on effect. Now, everybody loves going to, Cork, going to Cork Park, and it's a fantastic venue, which is great to get the games out of the provinces as well, I think. Now, in relation, though, to this kind of fear that you're separating the, the wheat from the chaff, that you're creating two distinct tiers in football mm. and possibly in hurling as well? Yeah, well, I mean, the reality, I suppose, there, you know, unintentionally, um, there are different distinct tiers because, uh, very nature, like any mm. championship, better teams will always be, you know. And I suppose the ideal in any competition, in any championship, no matter what level is played, the ideal is to have the best teams competing in the final stages right. and hopefully I, I think these new, this new system will certainly okay. uh, go towards that and I mean if a team say one of the so-called weaker teams if they want to get to that level you know they, they know what they have to do and I mean the top teams haven't got their by accident they've got their by hard work In terms of that hurling home and away thing would you like to see it in Munster? I would I, I would very much welcome it I hope I, ho I sincerely hope it comes in I think to, to be a great shot in the arm for hurling you know imagine big games on Warford, Cork Limerick will tell us you very a lot of big games but you know the, the provincial venues you know Killarney I'm sure Killarney would take a few hurling games as well if they, if they got them you know it would be fantastic I think for the, for the people the supporters as well and, and financially as well Jerry, for the Munster Council to be a, a big shot in the arm as well well it would of course and I mean finance is important and it's not, it's not I mean I know people always kind of trust neither Mac that is all money making but it's, it's not all about finance I mean genuinely no finance is important and nothing happens without finance and we wouldn't have the facilities or you know, be able to provide anything like we are providing without finance. But I think, you know, finance is important. You, you just can't, you know, as I say, you can't develop stadiums or you can't develop facilities without finance. And in fairness to Muster Council, now, if I don't mind me blowing my own, our own trumpet for a while, all the money we make, we, we divide it out between the counties down to club level for all the, the, the developments that take place in rural clubs, small rural clubs in there put in tremendous work and we help them the more money we make in out of the championship the more money we give out to the clubs but I suppose in an era of declining attendances 
at championship matches, having more matches will be crucial for provincial councils like the Munster Council yeah. going forward. Yeah, well, I think the fact that you might have a home game will help, will help that as well. You know, if people uh, certainly for the home team, you would imagine the whole, they, they would be more inclined to turn out rather than maybe Parky Keeve rather than travelling to Tullus or Limerick or someplace. And you know, if the game is in Limerick, that Limerick people would turn out in bigger numbers that they may they may do in Walford or, or Cork or Tullus. What about Parky Keeve? How how do things stand? I, uh, I'm not directly involved with County Water, but we are obviously in very close contact with him, and they are very, very confident. Um, the 18th of June is the official handover date, and uh, I think they may be even hopeful that it might happen a little bit prior to that, but the 18th of June is the official date, and they're absolutely certain that everything will be in tip-top order by that date. Okay, so there's no need for any contingency plans or any panic or anything like that. You're, you're no. happy that everything is at this moment in time, going according to plan? Yes, we are absolutely certain it is. You know, as you say, there is no need for contingency plans. Hopefully nothing happens in the meantime, and I'm sure quite sure it won't. That, that would cause anything to change. As of now, everything is all systems go. Something tells me tickets will be hard to come by for that one. <laughs> can you imagine? Maybe you're too young. Can you remember the last time the old parky came opened the Cock and Kerry Monster football final? I remember being at it. That was the day... The, the crowd, I, I don't know what the, the official attendance was, but the, the place was absolutely packed. The people got in within the stadium because people you know, found weaknesses in certain parts and they all came in through various means and the crowd was huge the same and we had a replay as well of course the same year and that, it was a great start for the new stadium and uh, you know it would be great if we get something like that in this year in 2017 as well. Well we won't be asking anyone to be finding any little kinks in the in the fencing anyway. But uh, well, by... A lot of lessons have been learned from that year I'm sure they're, they're all well looked after these days. Uh, in relation Jerry to we'll say the broader picture because we're talking the championship, the Munster Hurling Championship and the football championship, mm. but we'll say the, the, the issues that club players are having and now the Club mm. Player Association, something that you're monitoring closely? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, um, everybody has sympathy for the, for the club players, but I, I um, and genuinely, there are seriously genuine efforts now with these new, um, the new format in football and the proposed one in the hurling to. Um, at least give certainty to the club players. Mm-hmm. They know exactly. Now, at the moment, it's a little bit hit and miss. If your county loses reasonably early in the championship, your championship will run ahead. If they don't, you'll be waiting and eat it all. If they win this week, if they lose this week, you know, you're in, you're out. So there will be certainly far more certainty in the calendar with the new proposals. But there's still a lot of work to be done, though, from the GA's perspective, mm-hmm. I think you'd have to agree. Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. But... Um, I think in, in general, though, I think Munster counties do make a genuine effort to proceed with their, with their club championships. You know, other counties have difficulties, and some counties who may, wouldn't have the problems that we would have in Munster, most of our players here in Munster would be dual players, certainly at club level, and, you know, that is the one problem. But, you know, it, it can be done though, with, with, the, with the proper approach and with a bit of goodwill on all sides. So finally then, just in, in terms of the season ahead, looking forward to another epic of uh, Munster Championship in football in Harling? Yeah, well, hopefully. Anyway, I mean, is it, Some great storylines last yeah, year. Well, Tipperary and Clare now have, have set the tone from mm-hmm. last year and hopefully they will continue with that kind of progress. And, um, you know, Limerick and Water may possibly might learn from that. Because um, Cork and Kerry, to be perfectly, as you know, have dominated the football championship down through the years. But the Harling Championship, of course, is a... Uh, anybody's guess because I mean genuinely each of any of the five counties feel that they have a genuine chance of winning the Munster Championship and I'll have to ask you as a Cork man <laughs> with a son involved in the Cork management mm. team 
How confident are you of something this year? Uh, well, I'd I be hopeful more than confident. You know, I mean, they've been working very hard with a lot of new players and they are making progress. But I suppose, to be perfectly honest, it's difficult to look beyond Tipperary and Munster again this year. At the moment, you know, Galway exposed mm -hmm. um, some uh, weaknesses, maybe. Well, that, uh, that, that may, be, may be an unfair word, but Galway certainly um, opened a lot of people's eyes. And, you know, they certainly opened eyes in Tipperary and <laughs> with their uh, victory in the league final. So, I mean, but. You know, those kind of things, everybody feels they have a chance. And, and as I say, prior to that, Tipperary would have been everybody's um, certainty for winning, for winning the All-L, not a lot, not a mind monster. Yeah. So you never know, that's, but that's the beauty of monster hurling. And that's it for this week's edition of Paper Talk. Our thanks to all our guests on the programme this week, to Anthony Daly, to John Fogarty, to Michael Ryan and to Jerry O'Sullivan. Don't forget you can follow us on iTunes, on SoundCloud and on irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk. We're back again on Monday and we'll be looking back on a busy opening weekend of the championship in all four provinces Plus, we'll be looking ahead to a very busy weekend as well with some exclusive interviews from that Monster Championship launch. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.